Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually, consciously living today. Here's your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host and producer of the show, and our topic today is Kriya Yoga and Planetary Evolution, Ancient Teachings in a Modern Era. We'll be discussing how Yogananda and others in the Kriya Yoga lineage viewed Kriya Yoga's role in planetary evolution and what it offers us for this time of change and challenge. Once again, I'm delighted to be here with founder, director, and host of the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien was ordained to teach in the Kriya Yoga tradition in 1982 by her guru, Ryajin Davis, who was a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda. Yogacharya O'Brien is an internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher, author, poet, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a Kriya Yoga Meditation Center with headquarters in San Jose, California. Yogacharya O'Brien has published several books, including Living the Eternal Way and The Jewel of Abundance, as well as several books of poetry, including the award-winning The Moon Reminded Me. Her online classes include Arta 365, Dharma 365, and Live the Eternal Way. You can find out more about her books and online programs at her website, ellengraceobrien.com. That's Brian with an A, O-B-R-I-A-N.com, and csccenter.org. You can also follow her on social media on Facebook at Ellen Grace O'Brien and on Twitter at Yogacharya Live. Welcome, Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm really delighted to be with you today on the Yoga Hour. Thank you, Dr. Trujillo. It's my joy to be here um, as a guest. It's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So before we dive into our dialogue about planetary transformation, let's begin with a moment of contemplation, a yoga moment. So let's take this opportunity just to bring ourselves fully present. First, bringing our attention to our bodies in space, whatever we're doing, feeling the surfaces that support us, feeling perhaps our feet on the floor, if we're sitting, feeling our body in the chair, just noticing. And then turning our attention to the breath and just noticing on the next inhale 
and exhale. Not trying to change the natural rhythm of the breath, just noticing its natural flow. On the next inhale, you may feel cool air entering the nostrils. And on the exhale, warmer air flowing out. And as we sit here, right where we are, here's something to contemplate, taken from Yogacharya O'Brien's book, Living for the Sake of the Soul. Nothing occurs that cannot bring us closer to God realization. Everything that happens is an invitation to discover the truth. Whether engaged in action in the world or the stillness of meditation, it can be our goal to know the truth and live it. There are no mundane days for those whose hearts are on fire to realize God. So once again, Yogacharya O'Brien, so delightful to be here with you on the Yoga Hour today. Your teacher, Roy Eugene Davis, was a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda, as I mentioned in the introduction. And Yogananda and others in our Kriya Yoga lineage viewed the world as an awakening world. So let's start there. Would you say more about this yogic vision of an awakening world? And it looks like maybe there's a little freeze. Hopefully, Yogacharya O'Brien will be right back. And in the meantime, I can say that uh, Yogacharya's, um, that Yogananda's vision definitely was one of an awakening world. He saw, and actually others in our lineage, Sri um, Yukteswar, wrote a book, actually, The Holy Science. And it looks like she's back. I was just talking about how Yogananda's vision was definitely one of an awakening world and that uh, Sri Yukteswar had written a book, The Holy Science. So maybe you can take it from there. Yes, thank you. I, I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, I just got disconnected, so I'm glad to be connected again. Yes, me too. <laughs> it's always important to be connected. Yes. Um, so, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is that, you know, during this time that we're living through right now of global uh, pandemic and, of course, economic unrest and political and social upheaval, um, it's really, it can be difficult day to day, you know, to hold a positive view. Oh, and I forgot to uh, include, you know, cl climate um, yes distress. And um, so it can be difficult to hold a positive view of uh, what's happening in our lives. And, um, and I wanted to hold up that yoga, and in particular, Kriya Yoga tradition, specifically, has always held that we're actually in a time of global awakening of an evolutionary thrust of consciousness on the planet. 
And I'm, you know, I so appreciate that my guru, Roy Eugene Davis, and his guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, his guru, Sri Yukteswar, as you mentioned, always included this in their teaching. It's like, okay, you have to step back from, you know, what's going on in this particular moment in time and look at it in a much larger context. So, of course, the groundbreaking work that Sri Yukteswar offered in his treatise, The Holy Science, was um, about how Vedic science holds what is called the yugas or these thousand-year cycles of of the um, manifestation of the world process. And he uncovered um, an error in calculation of the timing um, that would place us in what is called Tupara Yuga or the time of awakening on the planet versus a time of decline. So these stages go from, you know, awakening to the decline and it's it's like the seasons you right. know where we go from you know spring to summer to winter and so in the vedic consciousness these trends of um manifestation and dissolution occur over you know 12,000 year periods mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is definitely a big view and um, so there are some who hold, you know, that we are in now what is called Kali Yuga, which is an age of decline. And certainly we could look right now and say, yes, amen, this is an age of decline. Look at all the trouble we're in. Right. But Sri Yukteswar said, no, there was a slight error in the calculation in the almanac. And if you look, you can see, and he corrected that error, that we are in the uh, initial stages of what is called Tvapara Yuga, which is an an ascending cycle. And during this cycle, there are times, uh, you know, we begin to see um, the awakening of consciousness to um, finer forces. In other words, the mind becomes um, more finely tuned to um, what is invisible, you know, um, which is a, a quality of, of the mind uh, illumined. So, you know, from a purely material age, purely consciousness only of matter, um, humanity begins to be aware of subtle laws in, in nature and in the cosmos. And, you know, some of the signs of that, of course, you know, early on were, you know, the ecology movement where, you know, we began to see um, the connection of right. uh, science, you know, all over the planet and, you know, what is behind climate science today and, you know, just the um, in medical science, you know, being coming aware of, you know, germ theory and, and things like that, that were, you know, when you think about it before in ages not so long past, you know, there was not that sense of, you know, what was causing these problems, you know, on, on a physical level. So then we see, you know, this, when we look at it in terms of global awakening, we see an awareness of ecology. We see this vast change that has come through technology that connects the world instantaneously. You know, right. the World Wide Web that that mirrors, you know, this awakening of consciousness to our connectivity. So, 
uh, let me just say, and then I'll turn it back to you, that, you know, if we start to step back and look and say, oh, okay, well, we're in a time of global awakening to our connectivity, um, to more subtle levels of awareness, um, this is actually very hopeful. And then people would say, well, why is everything such a mess? Um, because we're in a time of transition. Right. And so, you know, there are errors for us to um, correct at this time. And they're coming up precisely because we need to correct them. And, you know, when I think about the pandemic and, you know, political unrest and social injustice and uh, climate degradation, I think, oh, we finally have an awareness that we are living in a very small house. Right. <laughs> We're a lot of people living in a crowded house. And we need to learn, you know, how to get along, how to support one another. But this is all part of the plan for us to wake up and learn how to do it. Absolutely. And I was reflecting as you were talking, uh, what came to my mind was there's a Chinese uh, symbol for uh, emergency. And that includes the symbols for crisis and also opportunity. And that those two really do go together and there is a an opening that happens when things feel like they may be falling apart in a way for something new to emerge, that opportunity to transform ourselves, which I think is a is a hopeful way, as you were saying, to look at what's going on in, in today's world. I was also struck by the things you were talking about and how really it's pointing us towards this deeper realization of yoga about oneness, mm -hmm. about about connection. So did you want to say a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. It's, you know, it's it's our it's a when we say planetary awakening, you know, we want to understand that. And, and I think this is so important for those who are practicing yoga or, you know, those um, spiritual practitioners engaged in, you know, metaphysical studies. You know, we understand that um, awakening to oneness, of course, is awakening to our connection with one another. It's our connection with divine life, with God, however you, you know, want to think of God with ultimate reality, our connection to the earth. <laughs> so in oneness, everything is connected and our, our minds are seen and understood as a portion of universal mind. So that is why I wanted to talk about this today, because those of us who are awake have a particular responsibility to make sure that, you know, we attune ourselves to a higher vision mm -hmm. so that we're not caught up in despair. Yeah. You know, it's hard not to worry from time to time, you know, that's just going to be natural, but it's important to study today um, and to reflect on what is happening and then <clears throat> of course to meditate and be guided towards right action you know how can we contribute to a global and planetary evolution and awakening which is what we're here to do mm -hmm. absolutely so that's what you mean when we say evolution right? Planetary evolution is waking up to that truth 
that is at the root again of yoga, that oneness, and both self-realization and God-realization, as you just mentioned. Yeah, and my, you know, my guru put it this way. He he said, you know, although you know the problems that we face are manifold, you know, and we need to do our best to, you know, engage in right action to solve those problems, but we should not. Um, think that solving any one of those problems, whether it is, you know, world hunger, climate change, social injustice, that solving any one of those problems is going to take care of it because it won't. The only thing that is going to take care of it comprehensively is the change in consciousness that self and God realization brings. So when the yogis talk about, um, evolution. They're talking about the evolution of consciousness, which Mm -hmm. then results in a harmonious uh, relationship with the infinite, with one another, with the earth, and um, actions that are in harmony with the highest good. You know, we all know that, like, you know, we start off on the path and we have in our, in our life, you know, ways that we live, things that we do that are, they don't contribute to health, that don't contribute to harmony in our relationships, right? You know, and then, <laughs> oh yeah, maybe just one or two. <laughs> yeah. And then as we awaken, we say, oh, those behaviors are not useful. So the same is true on a planetary level. You know, we, we start being aware. I mean, in simple ways, you know, we, we don't want to put toxic things into the garbage, you know, and put it into the landfill and harm the earth. Um, so we start thinking about, you know, how do I live in a way that is in harmony with the well-being of all? And how can my actions contribute to, to um, you know, health and well-being and justice. So we individually start to do that out of a change in consciousness. So this planetary evolution is simply the outpicturing of a mass awakening in global consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we were going to point to one action that people could take to contribute to that, what would you say? What's at the top of your list? Well, I'm going to say well, I'll, I'll, I'll say three actions. All right. <laughs> <laughs> because those are the, the core um, practices of Kriya Yoga that I think come into play so strongly for us today. Um, and, you know, the first is self-discipline. So, you know, that's, that's learning to live in the highest way. And, you know, underlying these is, of course, the practice of meditation that helps us see what we need to do. And study, you know, study, 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 study the nature of the mind so you can understand how it works. You can learn about the ego. You can learn about the awakening of planetary consciousness and Surrender, let go of the sense of being separate from others, from the earth, from God, and also of the sense that you're on your own and know that they're coming from the very heart of consciousness itself is this evolutionary thrust. So, you know, you're already on the boat. And as uh, Sri Ramakrishna said, all you need to do is raise your sail. Such a lovely, such a lovely image. Well, when I asked you for the one, you know, recommendation, what I was thinking about from my own life is meditation and having mm-hmm. a regular meditation practice, which has been transformative, I think, for for me and I know for many others that I've spoken to. And 
That doesn't mean it's necessarily easy to do it, but that's where the other things that you were talking about come in, you know, the self-discipline and the, um, the study where you notice when the difference when you haven't been meditating and of course surrender. So, so thank you for that. I think that is really true. And, you know, as Kriya yogis, we, um, we emphasize that it's important to meditate every day and it's important to meditate uh, what Yogananda would call scientifically to use a methodology that really helps you change your consciousness, not to just sit and drift or not listen to a tape that takes you to a beach somewhere, but, you know, really understand how consciousness works. And so this morning, you know, I, I really want to lift up the importance of study not not just study in terms of you know the practice of learning to observe your actions which is critical but study um this uh viewpoint about that that kriya yoga has to offer about our awakening world because that's really medicine for our time right now and we really need it we really need to see that there's a much larger um picture um that that we can draw hope from Mm -hmm. and that also we can understand that we need to get on with you know cooperating with it not waste our time Mm -hmm. um, but be very focused on how we support planetary evolution Mm -hmm. i was just hearing the echo of of roy of your teacher roy eugene davis of his words there it's kind of was sounding like it's like people do what you know you should do (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so so can you mention for people who are interested in doing that study what are some resources that they could use uh i think um you know any of the books by Roy Eugene Davis. Um, he always uh, mentions in his books um, the importance of being aware of the sci- the planetary cycles, mm-hmm. and uh, understanding how to awaken in consciousness and be part of that evolutionary thrust. So. Anything by Roy Eugene Davis. Um, and, you know, I was looking back in an older book that I really love, and I, I'm not sure that it's even still available. He has one called Our Awakening World. And um, it, it's it's really a beautiful title and, and one that inspired me early on. And, of course, Paramahansa Yogananda's Autobiography of a Yogi and Swami Sri Yukteswar's little book, The Holy Science, um, will give you the theory, you know, of the yugas, um, the ages of um, the evolution of consciousness uh, on the planet and where we are today with it. So um, any of those would be would be helpful. Oh, that's great. I think it's lovely to leave people with an idea of where they can turn. So you did mention, and I know I have been intermittently dealing with this myself, the fear and getting triggered into this. um, There's a tamasic or, you know, dark kind of quality that a lot of that's going on in the world right now. So what do you say to people who are experiencing that fear? Well, there's, you know, yoga gives us so many remedies um, 
for dealing with fear, which of course arises in the mind. Um, I think, you know, my own experience has been, it's so useful to have a spiritual teacher. Mm. Um, you know, for me, I, you know, I'm a disciple in a yoga tradition and I have always been able to look to my guru, um, for inspiration and support. And so, um, for me that, that has probably been the most transformative thing because when you're part of a tradition, you can sort of lean into that and feel the support of your guru, your guru's guru. So for me, of course, that's been Roy Eugene Davis and Paramahansa Yogananda. And the way that spiritual teachers can help you uh, in the moment to draw from ancient teachings, because in a tradition, um, they are grounded in timeless teachings. So, you know, you're not, you know, you know, you don't have to put your, your, um, attention, you know, solely on what's going on in the moment on the surface of things. You, you learn about ancient principles and you learn how they're verified in scripture, you know, through time. So for example, we've been talking about, um, you know, planetary evolution, planetary awakening. And there's a beautiful verse in the Bhagavad Gita that our, our gurus would draw from that is about the avatar or that influence that comes on earth, you know, to awaken consciousness. And that's mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, the fourth chapter, verses six and seven. When it, Whenever and wherever divinity becomes subdued and humanity struggles to emerge out of ignorance, then and there I incarnate myself to assure salvation to the virtuous, to awaken the ignorant, and thereby to manifest divinity on earth, I incarnate myself from time to time. So, of course, sometimes this is seen, you know, as, as a hope for a savior, like, you know, somebody's going to arrive on the scene right. and clear all this up. But um, the yogis in our tradition, you know, although we acknowledge that there are illumined, you know, illumined, enlightened beings who come and who really help to shine that light on earth. There is also this as a, an influence, you could call it the avatar influence, mm. um, which I've written about in my book as well, The Jewel of Abundance, that, you know, we can be part of that influence for changing consciousness on the planet. Oh, such a lovely thought. And with that, we're at the break. You're listening to The Yoga Hour with host and founder of The Yoga Hour, Yogacharya O'Brien, and we're discussing planetary transformation in our awakening world. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, producer and co-host of the show. When we come back from the break, we'll explore more about how this ancient science of self-realization inspired this program, The Yoga Hour. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, living the eternal way with your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome back from the break. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, and I'm here today with Yoga Hour host and founder, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. 
And in the first segment, we were really talking about Kriya Yoga and planetary awakening and this vision that has been present in this lineage of Kriya Yoga through many uh, teachers to uh, that this was a process that was happening in our world, that it is an awakening world, that there is planetary evolution going on, and that in our tradition, teachers would use different methods for getting that word out, for making the teachings accessible, more accessible to people, which brings us to this show, because this was something that you, Yogacharya O'Brien, saw an opportunity for. And I did want to mention to listeners who may not be aware, but we recently passed the 10th anniversary of this show, which began on September 23rd, 2010. So the end of September, we passed our 10th anniversary. So I wanted to take a moment, Yogacharya, to ask you about your original vision for the Yoga Hour. What was it? What what led you to want to do this show 10 years ago? <clears throat> Well, uh, life itself, you know, and and my uh, guru and the gurus before him, um, you know, uh, my guru would say it a beautiful affirmation, you know, that has remained uh, so strongly with me and I know uh, with many of his students and with my students that I work with today, he would say, there is a power for good that runs this universe and we can learn to cooperate with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think people, you know, initially come to that and think about, okay, well, how can I change my life for the better? You know, there's this power for good. There's this enlivening power that's running the universe and and I can improve my life by, which is true, you know, learning how to cooperate with this um this uplifting evolutionary power in my life. Um, But then, you know, as we awaken, we begin to think about it in more global planetary terms. You know, how can I contribute to the greater good? Um, Mm -hmm. How can I cooperate to be an instrument for good? Um, and, and what I have learned in, in serving over the years in this tradition of Kriya Yoga is the process goes something like um, intending, you know, praying, intending, preparing yourself to be an instrument, uh, uh, an evolutionary instrument in the world, you know, something that God can work through. (laughs) And so Kriya, you know, Kriya means action or purification or sanctification. Um, Those actions that support oneness um, that support self and God realization. So, you know, part of that process is preparing ourselves to be instruments of this avatar influence that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And then um, intending, you know, just opening ourselves like, you know, use me, um, uh, you know, let me be an instrument of your peace, as St. Francis would say, you know, let me be an instrument of your love. Let me be part of this um, awakening trend on the planet. And so, you know, we learn about it. 
um, we affirm, we, we have faith in the possibility and we, in, we prepare ourselves, we intend to be an instrument and then, um, life itself will present opportunities. And this is true in all of our lives. And it's true in, in terms of how the yoga hour came to be, you know, I, um, the yoga hour began in the very beginnings of unity online radio when they were putting programs together and uh i felt it was a a privilege to be part of that conversation and to have an invitation to be part of it and because i am aware of you know what i'm supposed to be doing (laughs) what my part is (laughs) i said you know i would love to be a part of it if I could bring teachings of yoga. And um, that was really welcomed by unity. And, you know, we talked about, you know, the the historical agreement um, or harmony between new thought and yoga that, you know, occurred, you know, from the very beginning and how those philosophies really... Um, work to um, support one another. You know, when Yogananda Paramahansa Yogananda came to America, I think, you know, so many of those who were drawn to him to learn about meditation and healthy living and, you know, this idea of planetary evolution were already students of new thought. And he himself, you know, had um, friendships with new thought teachers um, you know, he had a friendship with Ernest Holmes, and I'm sure he was aware of the work of the Fillmores. And there was this beautiful harmonious exchange that occurred that we could also look at as part of this thrust of planetary awakening, you know, East and West coming together. And this was the vision that the gurus of Kriya Yoga had about Kriya Yoga coming to the West, that there would be a harmonious exchange that would contribute to, you know, um, planetary awakening and harmony um, between the religions. So we have to look for when life presents opportunities. So the yoga hour came up as an opportunity. And then we have to be willing, you know, to cooperate with these opportunities once we discern that it would be useful. Um, And generally, you know, I have found that (laughs) life presents opportunities and there are opportunities to step into contributing to this evolutionary thrust But we ourselves have to evolve in order to do it. Mm. And so um, I don't, you know, have any experience in podcasting or radio programming. And so I had to, you know, take it on faith that I could do it and prepare myself and learn about it. And um, so and draw people, you know, to me who would support it, you know, who would be part of it. And of course, Dr. Trujillo, you're, you're, you're absolutely one of them, you know, who mm-hmm. came on um, during the time that I started traveling so much to promote my new book, um, to have a co-host that would allow the program to continue. So that's been really great. Mm-hmm. So. It sounds like your hope was that the Yoga Hour would help promote this 
vision of an awakening world um, in yoga teachings more generally. So has that hope been realized for you? It's it's still being realized, you know, and I think the fact that 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 the that we're in the 10th, uh, having the 10th anniversary of the yoga hour says a lot, you know, mm-hmm. that, that it is, it is meaningful. And, and of course, when I look at the teachers, the gurus in our tradition, they used any means necessary, <laughs> you know, right. to, to get the, the positive mm-hmm. message, you know, and, right. um, you know, how to live, how to live effectively, how to contribute to planetary awakening. You know, when we look at what Yogananda did when he came to America, you know, he, <laughs> He, he he taught everywhere and anywhere he was invited. You know, he began to distribute lessons through the mail, which, you know, if you think about the ancient rishis, of course, that was not done. Right. And, um, and then my teacher, you know, he made a record. He made a, an absolute, you know, uh, like a 33, 33, whatever <laughs> it was, you know, those big records on how to meditate. And, uh, you know, he was on radio shows continuously speaking at New Thought churches and writing books. And so um, and, you know, I think perhaps the the most thrilling part for me of Yoga Hour was the many opportunities I had as a host, you know, to welcome my own teacher to the program. And he always loved being on it. And, uh, you know, what a thrill that was for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, and for me as well, I had some of those conversations with him as well. So as the, the host for <clears throat> the majority of the shows that have gone on in the last 10 years, has anything surprised you? Well, I think... Um, the main thing, I don't know that I would call it a surprise, but um, it's more of an affirmation, which is the the growing interest in all things yoga and the increasing um, scientific exploration of what the Vedic teachings have been you know, putting forth for centuries. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just in line with this um, topic of planetary evolution, what we're seeing, whether it's, you know, through the science of Ayurveda or the science of yoga, we're seeing, you know, people come in with, um, you know, neuroscientists, you know, who are exploring what actually goes on in the brain, um, you know, uh, immunologists who are looking at what goes on in the body and, um, and, and seeing so much wisdom in yoga. And so we've had, you know, guests, um, doctors and, and scientists, you know, on the program who have really helped us see the, the way the wisdom of yoga stands up today. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. I can think of, yeah, we've had cardiologists, we've Mm -hmm. had, you know, uh, I know um, Marty Woodkey has been a a guest a few times talking about his um, work with the brain, with brain science and all kinds of people along that line. Yes, absolutely. So has there been a particularly memorable experience for you in your years now, 10 years with the show? 
Well, I think I, I just have mentioned that, which is, you know, which will just stay with me was, you know, being able to have a, a heart-to-heart conversation with my own guru in which people all over the world could listen in. Mm. Um, that's very moving to me. And I'm so grateful, you know, that he was willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for listeners who missed those programs, you can actually go to our archive at Unity Online Radio forward slash the Yoga Hour and just put Roy Eugene Davis's name in the search box, and there will be many, uh, many episodes with him that come up. So be great for people who are interested to follow up on that. So was there anything else that you wanted to say about this, about this uh, experience that you've had over 10 years? When I think about 10 years ago, podcasts were, it was really a radio show to start with. And then it kind of became a, the podcast part of it became more prominent as people really turned to podcasts. And then of course, now there are so many, there are so <laughs> many, everybody has a podcast now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's a wonderful way, you know, that that we can um, learn. And, um, you know, we always have to take what we learn and put it into practice. So it's a way to be inspired, I think. You know, we've we've had the, the privilege of working, you know, with many um, people um, who have, have put out really important books in the field yes. and, um, you know, a highly esteemed uh, yoga teachers, so yoga masters. Mm-hmm. And so we can get a, a, a glimpse, a glint of inspiration from them uh, and then have the opportunity to read their books and then to put into practice, you know, what, what we are learning. So I see it as, you know, a spark of information that goes out into the universe and uh, a spark of inspiration and that can, you know, that can be a light of hope and especially in, in these difficult times. And, and I want to thank you for, um, as I mentioned, you know, stepping in when I was so much on the road and, and now of course I want to share with our listeners that you're stepping in in a much bigger way as uh, I have invited Dr. Trujillo to, um, and step into the role as our as our host, our primary host of the Yoga Hour, and to carry it on, you know, into the future. Um, I'm not leaving. Um, I will continue to be her guest as I am today, and as often as we can make that possible. Um, but you know, one of the teachings of yoga is that we honor. Um, the times in our life, like we have various periods in our life and tasks that are important at that time. And, you know, I'm entering what is called the Vanaprastha stage of life, where it's important um, to be a little more in seclusion. Um, For me, it's time to write and to be able to meditate more while I'm still leading my community and still teaching Um, It's also time for me to be mentoring others and to pass on these avenues of the work so they can go, you know, continue on 
um, way into the future. So Dr. Trujillo couldn't be a better choice. You know, she's she's a disciple in the Kriya Yoga tradition. She's an ordained uh, minister of Kriya Yoga and also a medical doctor. So everything that we need um, to carry the program forth um, is is here uh, with you. And I'm I'm grateful that you're that you um, you were willing to make yourself an instrument. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for that opportunity. Of course, it's an honor to do that, and I look forward to being the host and also to having you on as a guest. That will be so we can continue these conversations that I do I do love having the opportunity to speak with you about things and to um, have you be able to to share that with our audience. So, so. If you have a hope for the show going forward, is there anything that you would say? My hope um, for everything that I have put forth in our Kriya Yoga tradition, and I think is similar to, I can just guess that my guru would say, is that it remain close to the root. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, we are part of an enlightenment tradition and the the pull of the world is always strong and you know yoga can become diluted <laughs> diluted and diluted <laughs> and um you know it can become materialistic it can you know it can just get too thin around the edges and so i have worked hard, you know, over these 10 years to bring in people who were really grounded um, in that vision of enlightenment, who were doing their own work and who were putting forth um, useful teachings. And so, you know, that's that's my hope, you know, that that the work continues to be grounded in this root of enlightenment. And I and I know that it will as long as you're sitting in that seat, because you and I will continue to work together and um, guide the vision for the program. Mm -hmm. No, indeed. Indeed. That's exactly what I wanted to be. And and um Perhaps I should mention that a little while ago, maybe six or nine months ago, Unity began to have data available about our listener base, about where people are listening from. And that was really heartening to see that, of course, our, our main audience, I think it's, it was around 65 to 70% of people are listening from within the United States, but that we really have a global audience. And that made me feel really good. These teachings are being made available. It's a big wide open door for Kriya Yoga and an opportunity for people to get to know you and to get to know uh, the teachings that you offer and hopefully maybe follow up with one of your many wonderful online programs that are now available. That's another new medium that you're using the same way that Yogananda started to use the brand new technology <laughs> in the, you know, in the twenties and thirties of the mail mailing lessons. And now we of course have this online stuff. You have a YouTube channel that we mentioned, and of course your books and, and all the other online programs, the daily meditation, morning meditation, I think is a wonderful offering for people six, 30 to 7 30 every morning and then there's also an afternoon meditation at four so lots and lots of opportunities for people to um, practice together yes thank you for mentioning all those things so um 
we have about what about three or four more minutes um i do want to ask you for words of encouragement or inspiration as we always like to close the show with that um but i'll just open it up is there anything else you'd like to share about this topic of planetary evolution of our about our awakening world and about the yoga hours role in all that um, I think I'll um, just give the the last words um, to my guru reading from his book, um, Our Awakening World, mm. um, The Promise of the Ages, that mankind will be enlightened and the world transformed is the hope of humanity and the promise of the ages. This aspiration emerging from the depths of the soul is the evidence of events to come and the assurance of fulfillment of the evolutionary plan for the world process. Sent forth into manifestation from the heart of the oversoul, the universe is self-nourishing and self-supporting. Throughout the entire process, there is a dynamic inclination in the direction of ultimate completion. As conscious men and women learn to increasingly harmonize with nature's laws, order and righteousness will increasingly prevail. In our current time cycle, we are witnessing the unveiling of predestined occurrences which no person or circumstance can prevent. How do we know this? Why can we be so certain about the near and distant future of planet Earth and its inhabitants? We know this at the innermost level of our being. And we have had the vision confirmed by saints and seers of various times and cultures. Because we have been part of the cosmic process from the beginning, we subjectively know how the universe works. This understanding has from time to time been clearly revealed to certain more fully conscious people, and they have shared their understanding with us through the spoken and written world. And, you know, he goes on to say, it's going to take time (laughs) for this emergence fully in our planet, but that we should know that we're in the early stages of an emerging time of awakening on our planet. And we all can and should be a part of that. Mm. That's just wonderful. It's so hopeful. That is, um, that was really a wonderful um, cap to our discussion. And, hopefully a way that people will um I, I love that imagery that he had of um it's coming from the heart of the of of um the universal process mm-hmm. that this is that's why it will be successful it's because mm-hmm. it's coming from that process itself that's and that's right. the the winds of grace as you said you know we're already on the boat all we <laughs> yeah. need to do all we yeah. need to do is just raise the sail right yeah, yeah that's right and that because that that heart of the universe is our very heart um, that we can know it we can know it so when we when we hear that hopeful voice um, we're stirred by it because Mm -hmm. we know in our heart of hearts that it's true Mm -hmm. one of the many things that i love about the the depth of these yoga teachings really truly a, a a wonderful opportunity for a lifetime of study really there's so much to see there's some always something new to learn yeah i'm grateful that in the vedic um perspective you know there there's more than one lifetime because um i i need it in terms of my study Mm -hmm. of the of the vedic teachings i feel like i'm 
really just scratching the surface. I'm just beginning. And, uh, you know, Sri Yukteswar, who, who wrote a commentary on the Bhagavad Gita, said the same thing about his own study of the Gita, you know, mm-hmm. that, that he didn't know the Gita. He was only just beginning. And uh, that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Yogacharya O'Brien, for joining me today. I've really enjoyed speaking with you here on the Yoga Hour. Oh, and thank you, Dr. Trujillo, and thank you for um, stepping into the lead role on Yoga Hour. And I want to encourage, uh, well, first I want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers um, because it's really, you know, a part that that you are doing, of course, in, in Planetary Awakening. And I want to encourage you to continue on and to share about the Yoga Hour with, um, you know, people you know would be interested in it. Um, that's really helpful. And um, I, I know that Yoga Hour is going to be in really good hands. Hmm. I should mention that you have one more episode that you're going to be hosting in a few weeks. Um, And then after that, sort of toward the, um, I think it's the week before Thanksgiving, I'll be officially taking over as the host. You've been listening to The Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host and producer of the show. And we've been discussing Kriya Yoga and Planetary Evolution, Ancient Teachings in a Modern Era with, of course... Yogacharya O'Brien. You can find out more about Yogacharya with, at her um, website, ellengraceobrien.com, and also the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment's many online programs. You can find out about at csecenter.org. Join us next time when I will be joined by Beth Spindler, a practicing yoga therapist, yoga teacher, and author. And we'll be discussing courageous living, treating anxiety and fear with yoga therapy. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And as Yogacharya mentioned, we'd love it if you'd share it with a friend. Um, Thank you to the Yoga Hour team, regular host, founder, director of the Yoga Hour, and our guest today, Yogacharya O'Brien, assistant producers, Anne Hayes and Mickey Coronado, CSE's global outreach manager, Holly Gray, and Jeff Comfort and Louis Pagan in the sound booth at unity.fm. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Bye now. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.